welcome to the fifth session in our series, Lost and Found. I trust that God has been speaking to you and working in your hearts and lives through this series. And you know, I like to start each session by turning our focus to our two foundational scriptures for this series. Remember, we saw that Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25, that whoever loses their life for me will find it. And then he also said in John 12, 24, that it's only when that grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies that it can then produce a harvest and more seeds. We are learning that when we allow certain things in our life to die with God's help, that's when we'll find a harvest of his power working in and through us. And that is the life he created us to find. But we've also seen that there is this battle going on within us where our flesh wants to hold on to things that won't produce a godly harvest. And then there's the Spirit of God on the other side within us wanting to help us lose those things and find that harvest of God's fullness in our lives. And we are in the middle and we get to choose. So in this series, we're really asking God to speak personally to each of us and show us things that we need to lose in order to find more of God in our lives. And we're taking time to specifically talk about what some of those things might be. In our last two sessions, we talked about the fact that our fleshly nature loves to gravitate to fear, right? And we started with fear because fear underlies so many other behaviors. And we've seen that we have a choice. We can give into that fear, give into our flesh, accept the fear, or we can choose to allow the Spirit of God to help us let go of the fear and find greater security in Him and see our faith grow and discover more of His peace. And we heard from Sarah in our last session how she walked this process out and how God worked in her life and produced a great harvest of His nature in her life. Now today, we are going to talk about something else that our flesh loves to hold on to, and that is pain. Like fear, pain can also underlie so many other behaviors. Maybe you're dealing with pain in your life today. What we're going to talk about today is so simple, but I believe it will help you find healing in your life. Maybe you're watching right now and you're not dealing with pain, but I bet you know someone who is. And these simple principles can help you help someone else. Now, obviously, we can't do a comprehensive study on pain in one session like this, but what we're going to do is see the battle going on within us between our flesh wanting to hold on to pain and the Spirit of God wanting to bring healing and freedom. So I want us to look at both paths closely to see how we choose and what the result will be, okay? So let's start by talking about the path of our flesh wanting to hold on to pain. You know, first, we need to see that pain can be produced by so many things. Things done to us, it could be the littlest offense 
to the biggest injustice. Pain can come from things said to us, words that have been spoken over us, even from childhood. Pain can come from unforeseen circumstances, things out of our control, loss. Pain can come from so many different places and in so many different ways. But why is it that our flesh likes to hold on to pain? I mean, that sounds crazy, right? Nobody wants pain, but yet our flesh tries to hold on to it. Let's see why that is. We need to remember that our fleshly nature is our sinful fallen nature, and it always likes to focus on self. And pain keeps our focus right here, feeling sorry for ourselves and wanting others to join us, right? Often, we think that holding on to pain and unforgiveness justifies the wrong that we endured. Sometimes we think letting go of pain would let the person who hurt us off the hook. In cases of loss, especially loss of loved ones, sometimes we're afraid that letting go of pain means dishonoring them or letting go of the person, but that's not true. We'll always carry them in our heart and treasure them and those memories. But God doesn't want us to live a life of pain. He is the healer of the brokenhearted. And when we choose to hold on to pain, we're choosing the path our flesh wants. So, we need to recognize some of the things that pain and, and that path can produce in our lives. I mean, it'll produce different things in different people. It's different for everyone. But let's just think of some of the things that can be produced by holding on to pain. For one thing, it can produce a victim mentality. Some people like to wear pain as a badge of honor so others will feel sorry for them. Pain can cause us to continually blame others. Pain can cause us to take on behaviors to dull the pain. Anything from substance abuse or even addictions. Pain can lead to bitterness, either towards people or God or both. Did you know that bitterness is scientifically proven to be connected to so many different physical sicknesses and disease. I have known someone throughout my life who really just held on to pain. She was hurt in her younger years and would never let go of that, never let God come in and bring healing. And so she began to see life through that lens of pain. And throughout life, she would just pick up one offense after the next, after the next, and it just built up within her. And she became a walking picture of bitterness and pain and anger and resentment. It affected her physically. She was stooped over. I mean, she physically demonstrated the pain that was going on on the inside. And unfortunately, she died at a young age. We have got to recognize that 
When we hold on to pain, it can lead to things that become destructive in our lives. But then sometimes we swing the pendulum to the opposite direction and we have excessive ambitions and goals as an attempt to prove to others and even ourselves that we're not in pain when we're really aching on the inside. Sometimes we isolate and push others away in an attempt to protect ourselves from further pain. There might be behaviors in our life that we may see and think, oh, okay, I really need to lose that. But what we need to understand is if there's an underlying issue of pain that isn't dealt with, then all we're doing is changing the behavior. And the, the pain will continue popping up and producing more pain in our lives. And not only in our lives, but in other people's lives. We've all heard the saying, hurt people hurt people, right? It's so true. When we have hurt within us that we don't deal with, we will end up hurting others. We need to realize that holding on to pain keeps us in bondage. Holding on to pain prevents us from growing and moving forward with God. Holding on to pain can push God away and prevent Him from doing what He wants to do in and through our lives. And holding on to pain can end up producing more pain. So, when we're dealing with pain, we need to remember that our fleshly nature is going to want to hold on to it. But the life and the harvest it will produce is so contrary to the life and the harvest God wants us to find. A life of pain is not the life God wants us to live. He is the healer of the brokenhearted. So now let's look at the side of the Spirit of God within us, wanting to help us lose pain so we can find a harvest of God's nature working in us, okay? Now remember, this is not something we can do on our own. If we want to see a harvest of God's nature, His healing, His power working in and through us, then we have to include Him in the process. That cannot happen without his involvement all right now one thing we need to be aware of is that everyone's pain is different okay so we can't compare our pain to someone else's pain and we can't dismiss someone else's pain because we think ours is worse to the person who's experiencing pain it's difficult it may be heart-wrenching and everyone's process of working through their pain will be different. But there are some common principles that we can all apply if we are going to choose to invite God into our process and allow him to guide our process in order to find the life he wants us to find. And these are principles that we continually refer to in this series in our second session, we saw these principles demonstrated by Jesus before he was led away to be crucified. And they're really tools that will help us in so many different scenarios of letting God help us 
lose some things we need to lose in order to find the life he wants us to find. So now we're going to see how to apply these principles when it comes to our hurt and pain. First of all, we need to come to God in complete honesty and transparency. When we acknowledge our pain and pour it out to him, that's what opens the door for him to get involved in our lives. You know, 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. God cares for us, and he wants us to come to him and pour out everything to him. He wants us to cast our cares on him. And then in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, so often I think we read these verses and we think it's talking about God wanting us to ask him to point out sin in our life. But that's really not what it's talking about. The word wickedness in verse 24, it's referring to pain and suffering. You see, God cares about healing the pain that is underlying our behaviors. And he wants us to talk to him about all of it. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? Just bring our pain to God, talk to him about it. But why is that so hard for us sometimes? Why do we just so often not do that? Well, I've heard women say, oh, I can't. I just can't do it because I'll lose it. I mean, if I start, it's just going to come pouring out. I'll be a wreck. I'll be a basket case. I just can't do that. I'm just going to lose it. Well, that's okay. Think about your child. If your child comes to you and they're hurting and they just pour it all out to you and they're crying and they lose it, it's okay, isn't it? That's when you want to just scoop them up and embrace them and, and help them and, and do everything you can to make it okay. You see, it's how much more with our Heavenly Father. When we bring our pain to Him, even if it's through an ugly cry session of just buckets of tears, it's okay. He wants us to open our hearts to Him and pour it out. Sometimes we don't do it because we think God will be mad at us. Or we think we're not a good Christian if we're hurting over something. Sometimes we'd rather just talk to a friend who will tell us what we want to hear. Maybe it's pain in our marriage. Often I think we'd rather blame our husband or try to fix our husband rather than bringing our pain to God and letting him work in us so that then he can work through us. One very common reason we don't bring emotional pain to God is that sometimes pain is too difficult to articulate, to put into words. And this can be especially true for women. You know, for us, I think often there's so many puzzle pieces involved in our pain. So many emotions all tangled together because our brains are wired to connect things. Where men's brains are wired to compartmentalize things a little bit differently than ours. So for some of us, 
some untangling is really helpful in order to be able to talk to God about what we're feeling. A very helpful tool that God led me to when I was hurting and going through a really difficult time of life was to separate everything I was feeling by writing down each individual hurt. Basically, creating a list of what emotions I was feeling and why. Last session, we heard Sarah share how she created a list, remember, of everything that she was afraid of and how it opened the door for God to work and even show her things that she didn't realize were there. And for me, at a time in my life when I was overwhelmed with pain and aching from deep betrayal and rejection, when I felt like I was experiencing every emotion imaginable all at the same time, I began to write down all of my hurts. Not for the sake of having a list and saying, okay, here it is, I, I, I know all the reasons I'm hurting now. No, it was for the purpose of pouring it out to God and being able to detangle and talk to God about each piece of my pain one at a time. And I am telling you that when we do that and we talk honestly to God about our pain, it swings wide open the door for him to get involved. But it doesn't end there, okay? So it's not just us coming and pouring it out to him, then, we need to let him speak to us. Conversation is two-sided, right? Prayer is a conversation with God. And when we pour out our heart to him, he will hear us and he will respond to us. But we've got to listen. Isaiah 9 and verse 6 says that he is our wonderful counselor. And wow, can I tell you, I have definitely found that to be true in my life. He has been my wonderful counselor. Now, God can certainly use wise counsel from other godly people, of course. But, you know, the one who created us, the one who knows every detail of our life, every thought, every emotion we're feeling, and the one who is our healer is the one that we should go to first. And then after we pour out our pain to him, we need to listen. He will speak to us. He will counsel us with his wisdom. If we really want to hear him, we need to be reading our Bible. He'll speak wisdom and guidance to us through his word. And as I read God's word in that painful season in my life, I have to tell you, I was so overwhelmed with hope and, and with the love of God as I read verses like, Psalm 34, 18, that says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And verses like Psalm 147, verse 3, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I read the 23rd Psalm and saw that He really wanted to restore my soul. I remember reading Psalm 40, the first three verses, and they so spoke to me when I read that God hears my cries and that he would lift me up and pull me up out of the pit and set my feet upon a rock and put a new song in my heart. Verses like Psalm 30, 11, 
just so ministered to me when I saw that he would turn my mourning into dancing. Isaiah 61 3 told me that he would give me beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. As I read the word, God spoke to me. And the hope and love were so overwhelming. And they were the first things that I felt God speaking to me. But it wasn't so that I could just sit back and say, okay, well, I'm a victim, but thank God, at least he loves me. No. You see, God wants to continue working in us. It's a process. That was just one of the first steps in my process. Finding the life God has for us is a continual ongoing process. So that leads us to our third principle, which is we've got to continue talking to God about our pain. We don't just hear one thing and then end there. In my situation, the more that hope rose up in me, the more of the revelation of God's love for me grew in my heart, the more I wanted to talk to him about all of it, about everything. And one thing I knew is that God didn't want anything clogging up my pipeline with him. I didn't want anything clogging up my pipeline with him. I knew that holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness would only interfere with God's purposes for me. So I said, okay, God, I need your help. I don't really want to forgive, but I know I need to. So teach me, teach me how. And I began looking up scriptures about forgiveness. And I remember one day feeling like I had really forgiven. I was pretty proud of myself. And in that moment, I heard God say, no, there's a deeper level of forgiveness I want to take you to. And I remember saying, no, I'm good. I'm good, God. I started arguing with him. Have you ever argued with God? Well, after I stopped arguing, God gave me some very specific instructions of how to pray for this person who hurt me. And honestly, what he told me didn't even make any sense to me. And it is something that my flesh did not want to do. So again, I had a choice to make. And I knew this was God speaking to me. So I chose to do it. I chose to do what he showed me to do. It was hard at first, but over time it became easier. And before I knew it, I discovered a whole other place of supernatural forgiveness that I never could have found on my own. And I don't know that those prayers really had anything to do with that other person, but they had everything to do with me and with breaking through hurt and pain and unforgiveness in me. And I can tell you, God brought me through to a place of healing and freedom. I knew God in such a deeper way. When I was continually willing to surrender my pain and let unforgiveness die with God's help, I found a harvest of His power working in and through my life. Girls, the choice is ours. We can give into our flesh and 
hold on to pain and dig our heels in and let pain shape our future? Or we can choose to let the Spirit of God help us one step at a time lose the pain and find a harvest of God's healing and His power working in and through us. Now, sometimes we can think, well, I don't really want to hold on to it, but letting go is so hard. And so we think that we can just ignore it because we don't really want to deal with it. We need to know that when we ignore pain, we are holding on to it. We are giving into our fleshly nature and allowing pain to shape our future. I want to encourage you today to come to God and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to reveal to you any area of your life where you may be holding on to pain, to hurts, to unforgiveness, and be willing to bring that to God and say, okay, I want a harvest of your nature. I don't want this pain to shape my life. Lord, help me one step at a time. And I am telling you, he will. I want to pray for you today. Father, right now, God, I just pray for every woman watching this session. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will reveal to us areas where we have been holding on to pain. Maybe pain that we didn't even realize was there. Lord, show us. And God, help us to be women who won't dig our heels in and hold on to it. But God, help us to bring it to you time and time again. To talk to you about it, to pour out all of our emotions about it. And God, as we take that step, God, I pray that you would speak to us. You would show up. You would respond to us. God, speak to us through your word. Give us a wisdom to know the next steps to take. God, I pray that we would not only listen, but we would follow the guidance that you give us, the wisdom in your word. And Father, I pray that we would continue talking to you about it, letting you work in our lives. And God, I pray that you would lead us forward one step at a time to find the healing, the wholeness, the life that you want us to find. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I am going to continue to be praying for you. And I am excited about our next session because in our next session, someone's going to be joining me who has really walked through tremendous pain and seen God work in her life. And I can't wait to have you 
hear what God has done. I know it will encourage you. So you don't want to miss our next session together, okay? Now stay tuned for some discussion questions.